It's time for Fed Talk, the live show for Feds in the Know. From federal agencies to Capitol Hill, the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth bring in experts from across the federal community to bring you inside the issues. Fed Talk is meant to provide general information about legal issues. However, the views expressed in this program are not intended to provide legal counseling. Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead to consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program. Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk here on the Federal News Network. I am Tony Vernetti from Feds and today is Friday, October 19th, 2018. And as we fall into open season for federal employees benefits, clearly somebody wrote that for me, fall, fall into. <laughs> um, and we know federal employees are researching all kinds of benefits and options um, for themselves, a lot of health healthcare stuff. We thought this would be a good time you know, here at Fed Talk to discuss two important financial planning priorities that often really get overlooked. Um, and one is long-term care insurance and life insurance. So the first part of our show, we're going to do the show in, in two parts here. So the first part of the show, we're going to discuss the federal long-term care program with our show's title sponsor, the good folks from the federal long-term care partners. We'll explore how federal long-term care is specifically designed to help federal employees arm themselves against unexpected medical expenses and plan for a retirement, as well as some of the other important programs that the long-term care partners administers. In the second half of our show, we'll be talking life insurance and other necessary financial matters for federal employees with the, with the folks from WEPA. And WEPA, as some of you may know, stands for Worldwide Assurance for Employees of Public Agencies. It is a nonprofit association formed by Federal Employees for Federal Employees, which seeks to provide access to products and services to promote health, welfare, and financial well-being of its members. Before we get started, just want to remind everybody again that FedTalk is brought to you by Federal Long-Term Care Partners. Long-Term Care Partners administers the Office of Personnel Management-sponsored Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. So for more information on that, and we'll be talking about it at least half the time today, Go to their website, which is ltcfeds.com, ltcfeds.com. And so speaking of long-term care, I would now like to introduce and bring on the show my good friend Joan Melanson from Long-Term Care Partners to get us started. Joan is the Director of Program Promotion at the Long-Term Care Partners. And as I just said, they administer the federal government's long-term care insurance option. So Joan is here to tell us all about that and the other programs that they administer. Good morning, Joan. Welcome to the show. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, it's fall, and if it's fall, it must be open season time again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm delighted to be here on the show and share some of the programs. i talk a little bit about what's new in the programs that Long-Term Care Partners administers. I thought you were going to tell me it's fall and it's football season, and you're going to want to talk more about your Patriots. But uh, no, thankfully, no, no, I want thankfully. to talk a little bit more about the Red Sox. <laughs> that we're heading to the World Series. We had the most amazing series against the uh, Astros, sorry if there are any uh, Houston fans on, but uh, or Yankees fans. That right. was a delightful and very sweet season. So, so uh, let's start by just talking about you know just some really basic um, generics. You know, long term care one hundred and one. You know, why is it important for 
you know, federal employees, all folks to sort of think about in terms of their financial planning. Um, and why is it important that the federal government kind of has its own specialized program? Well, that's a very good question, Tony. Um, OPM made a decision back in uh, uh, 2002, and actually it was uh, going back to, to two th- the year 2000 when President Clinton uh, signed this bill into legislation to offer long-term care insurance to federal employees. And then uh, OPM worked with uh, the feds to figure out what benefits were important to them. So this was designed not only for the feds and their eligible family members, but also for military and their family members as well. So it's a program designed for these two very important and very large groups. The reason for uh, offering long-term care insurance is that this is a a way to really look at your retirement. And, and, you know, everybody is, is, you know, saving money in TSPs, and, and looking at all their various benefits. But the one thing that is often overlooked is long-term care insurance, which is really uh, what happens if you have an unexpected illness that isn't medical at the end of your life that could really erode all of the planning that you've, that you've done. So essentially you're telling me, so it's a... I've always liked to promote this, but long-term care partners, you know, not only do you sell the insurance, you also have a mission that's one of education, correct? Well, absolutely. I mean, our our real um, mission and the real title for the department that I head up is education and outreach. Our mission is not to say that long-term care insurance is something that you need. Our mission is to talk about long-term care and the issues and how that issue may impact your financial planning, your retirement planning, and everything that happens within your your family. So our mission is to give you all the facts and have you think about the issue of long-term care in general, because it's an issue that impacts a lot of people in the, in this in this country. Health insurance will solve the issue of medical care. That is care that you need to help you get better. You've had a stroke, you've been in a car accident, you've broken a leg, and it'll help you get better. But long-term care is what happens when you need help, non-medical care, help with eating, bathing, dressing, all the things that all of us take for granted and we get up and do every single day. So, you know, what are the kind of, just for those that, you know, f- folks out there that may not be familiar um, you know, I think of long-term care and I'm sort of ignorant, you know, and this sometimes, you know, and I think of, you know, going away to a, you know, a, a nursing home and things mm-hmm. like that. Which is what many people Which, right? And, you know, and as I read, you know, data, the information you provided, you know, to me in advance of the show, that's not necessarily what the long-term care insurance benefits turned out what they're used for. Well, it's interesting you say that. I like to call our plan the anti-nursing home plan. And why do I say that? A long time ago, um, back in the in the 70s when long-term care insurance was first developed and offered, there were nursing home-only plans. But as time has gone on and people have spoken up about what their needs are, the need is to stay in your home, 
not to go into a nursing home. And so this particular plan was designed by OPM, Office of Personnel Management, to say, you know, we want to meet the needs of the target market. And the feds and the military have said to us, we want to age in place. We want to stay at home. Very innovative idea because um, what we're finding as is that less than 10% of the claims that we've been paying, and we've been uh, selling this program since 2002, are for claims in a nursing home. The majority of our claims are for people who want to stay in their homes and they also want to stay in their communities. And that's where we're paying our claims. So can you give our listeners just, you know, some numbers basically, you know, you know, cause people always, you know, I run an insurance company, right? So people are always saying, you know, you're denying claims, you know, are you actually paying out claims? Can you give me some, you know, in my world, some real world examples, but maybe give us some real numbers as to you, cause I think it, it furthers people's understanding of the need for it. You know, when they hear, you know, how much in claims you've actually been, been paying out. Well, yes, I'd like to give some numbers because the first thing that most people will say to me is, I'm really interested in your product, but I've heard it's very expensive. And what's expensive is the cost of the care, not so much the, the premiums. Our, we can find, um, design a policy that will meet your needs. And our average uh, premium for in the, the, the average age of purchasing this product is about 52. Yeah. That would be about $1,600. But when you're paying $1,600 a year, year after year after year, and you're age um, 52, and the average age of claim is late 70s, 75 upward, you know, you start feeling like, why am I paying all of this money and where is it going? And that's exactly the question that we get. So I am uh, pleased to say that we are delivering on the promises that we've made which is to pay claims. And right now we are paying over $20 million per month. And every time I, I, I talk about this program, I have to consult the reports to make sure because that number keeps going up every month right. as the block of business gets older. And we've paid over $1 billion to date. And as I said before, the majority is for care at home and in the community. Now, you said the average age, um, and I, I'm going to have to take our first break here in a second, but I'm just curious to ask the average age, like you said it's 52. Mm -hmm. um, is that consistent, you know, industry-wide, or is that unique to the, to the federal government? I think it's lower because this is a group plan, and we are targeting um, people who are thinking about retirement and putting the retirement plans together. And I think that many feds are planners and they're putting right. all of their affairs in order when they're looking at their affairs. And we do run pre-retirement classes along with all the other benefits. We go in and say, if you haven't thought about long-term care as part of your plan, you're missing something. And well, we talk about Well, I about think it. it's also a testament to the law working, which is essentially one piece of it, why they passed the legislation, you know, you know to have the, the, quote, federal program for long-term care is to educate people. So it's a more educated workforce, if you will, on the need for federal long-term care. And, you know, I would, I would say um, it's working. You're listening to Fed Talk on the Federal News Network, 1500 AM. I'm here with Joan Melanson from the Federal Long-Term Care Partners. We'll continue our discussion about federal long-term care after this break and a word from our sponsor. 
Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed Talk on the Federal News Network, 1500 AM. I'm Tony Veretti, and I'm talking with Joe Melanson from the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. It's health fair season, so hopefully you are turning your volume up to hear about long-term care insurance options for federal employees. And because it is open season, um, I would like to talk, a little, Joan, a little bit more about your mission um, of educating federal employees and, and, and what you're doing. I know you've got a lot of, you know, webinars that you're doing, your, your virtual benefits fair. And of course you and your, your staff are going to be out and about, you know, at all, all the federal agencies at all the major, um, health fairs. So tell us our listeners a little bit about your kind of educational and outreach. Well, the first thing I would like to say is it is open season and we're out and about like everybody else at all the health fairs and, and, and I'll talk about the activities that we're doing. But I do want to mention that you can apply for the federal long-term care insurance program at any time throughout the year. But we do go out when everybody's talking about benefits because we find that when people are thinking about benefits in general, they do think about our program. But I do want to let everybody know that you can apply at any time, and, it, it, uh, and we do get um, applications throughout the year. Well, I'd like to first talk um, about our webinar series. We've been running webinars because our mission is to educate folks on uh, long-term care, the issue of long-term care, not merely long-term care insurance, because we want people to have a plan for long-term care within their family. And we have a number of webinars, all with the theme of facing your future with confidence, whether you're thinking about retirement, your finances, your planning for care for yourself or your loved ones. I'm very excited to offer a uh, three-part series this year called the Healthier Future Series. And we have partnered with Harvard Medical School, and we have three very exciting uh, uh, webinars uh, that are um, that we're offering. And, and the first one is Cognitive Fitness. It's a six-step plan for long-term brain health. Did you hear that, Tony? I long-term did hear that. Health. I did hear Just that. Was medita- sure. Is meditation part of it? Because I'm really into meditating these days. October 30th. <laughs> and um, I think that's going to be very exciting. We have a caregiving one on uh, November 8th, which is will uh, uh, give a lot of information about not only caregiving um, things for yourself but for others. And then uh, advanced care planning decisions for medical care on December 6th. The um, Harvard Medical School, we've partnered with them because they have uh, doctors that have done work in these three areas that are data-based and data-driven, and there'll be some very interesting results. What we offer in addition to the webinar would be action um, downloads, uh, checklists, lists of resources, things that you can do, things that you can walk away with so that you aren't, you don't just listen to a webinar and then 
you know, that's it. It sounded really good. You have some things that you can take away. They called takeaways, things that you can follow up on. I think we're going to find these very, um, very interesting. We have a lot of other webinars as well, but the this is this is new. It's a new venture. In fact, the Cog Fitness one uh, has the highest registration ra- um, number of all the webinars that that we're offering. I think people are excited about it, and uh, I recommend you might want to. And are these to are it. these so are these live? Are these going to be live webinars? These are all live webinars. Um, October 30th is the first one for Cognitive Fitness at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Having said that, we're finding that more and more people want the Starbucks model. They want it when they want it, how they want it. And and because of that, we archive them. And we're finding we used to have 80% of the people registered would watch it uh, live. It's dropping to below 50%. And people are registering. They're also listening at different times because they want to do it on their schedule. And you have an opportunity to uh, have a date night at home. You can uh, have your spouse. You can make some popcorn, and you can watch our webinars if you run out of options for movies. But to be very serious, these issues are family issues. When you're talking about things like cognitive fitness, caregiving, and particularly advanced planning, it isn't advanced care planning. It isn't something that you're going to make in a vacuum. You want to talk to your spouse or partner about these issues. Right. And I had a couple jokes working right there that I won't, that I won't tell, but, they, but you're right. That is an important part. It is a family matter and a family discussion. You And you and your spouse and your loved ones, you know, these are you know, this kind of education, this kind of planning, you know, is something that you really, you really ought to do um, together. Um, and you it's know, not exciting and sexy like investments. But it's necessary. But this is what I call the icky factor. I mean, who wants to sit and talk about end of life decisions right. and what you're going to do? I mean, talk about depressing, but as, as you just said, very necessary and very important. And, um, and something that we put off because mm-hmm. it's it's just much more fun to talk about what are we going to do with our money and and our four hundred one k's and everything. Well, and I I mean I I've told this story on the air before and you've heard it and and there's a similar one when you were sponsoring the FDR conference. One of your speakers told a very similar story. It's years ago. My mom calls me up and says, "I just did something. You know, I just gave a gift to you and your." you know, your brothers and your sister, very important gift. I said, what's that? She goes, I purchased a long-term care policy. And I'm like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. And, you know, this was the same thing. One of your, our keynote speaker at a, at an event we were at, you know, was talking about, but you know, it really, it really is, you know, that kind of, you know, decision and, and, and planning. Um, and you're right about the, the Starbucks model is, you know, even this radio show, we get, you know, the, the numbers that we get, a majority of people want to listen when they want to listen and they'll, they'll listen later. Like Shane, I listened to one of your shows last night that was done, you know, over, you know, over, over the summer yeah, to prepare, you know, for this, but the, it, but is the webinar, my question, is it interactive? Can you ask questions and things like that? You absolutely can ask questions and we will answer as many questions as we can during the, the show. We reserve time at the end, but we also do um, send answers out to anyone who has uh, asked the questions. And sometimes we'll even do a webinar afterwards on the questions that were asked 
from a show because clearly if you have a question, I'm sure it's something that Some, the chain or somebody else would have too. So we, we try to, to build on those and, it, and it's as interactive as possible. So I know it's open season. There's a lot of energy. It's the end of the year. There's a lot of energy about these benefits things right now. And people are focused on that. That's people tend to focus year end. All right. 2019, we need to do this, this, and this. I'm, you know, included in that. But like you said, you know, there is no open season for long-term care. So maybe you could talk a little bit about, I mean, some of the other, you know, in-person educational things that you all do throughout the year. You know, I know you're out at the various agencies giving presentations, financial fairs, you know, the agencies, you know, the, the benefit officers, you know, all them, they're listening right now. They certainly can invite you all out to do um, presentations at any time, right? Absolutely. Um, we do the education and outreach throughout the year. We uh, we have a very strong website and webinar program, uh, virtual benefits fair. Uh, we do a lot of education um, digitally, but not everybody wants to get their information that way. So we go out and we do on-site pre-retirement meetings because that's when people are thinking about their benefits. We tap into the liter- financial literacy program that OPM sponsors. We go to conferences, wherever uh, the military and feds are congregating out there, we want to go and spread and spread our message. Um, in addition to that, we have a, an excellent 800 number where you can talk with a non-commissioned program specialist. And that's very important. There's no um, skin in the game when you, if, if somebody calls and 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 they actually want to purchase the product, and we can take that application over the phone, um, there's no commission. I mean, the the consultants will even help you compare with uh, private insurance plans because, as I've said before, the education is what we're all about. We're um, there to educate you about long-term care. There isn't anything in it for any of us if you say, no, insurance doesn't work for me. Or they say, oh, I'm very interested in insurance. Tell me about your plan versus the private plans out in the marketplace. We will do that. The important thing is that you make an informed decision about what's right for you and your family. That's what we get paid for. We get, we get, we're salaried to get paid to spread the information to everybody and make sure they make the right decision. And I would, and I would echo that. I've been out and about, you know, in the years, um, myself at various agencies and I've had boots next to yours with your people and it is educational based. And I've heard them say, Hey, you're with this in the private sector. My advice is that you stay the course there. It doesn't make sense for you, for you to make a switch. Um, and I think that non-commission, you know, stuff is, is important for people to understand, you know, you know, first of all, the website's got a wealth of information on it. Um, ltcfeds.com. Um, but if you're like me, I guess I'm a little older, you know, I want to talk to a live body. I want to be able to ask my questions. You know, you're not alone. I can tell you that we have the most comprehensive digital information with tools and webinars and, and, and videos and everything. But 50% of the apps that come in the door at some point, the person will pick up the phone 50% of them, half yeah. of them, to talk to somebody on the phone because they have a question. 
And some people are totally digital and some people are totally on the phone and we have everybody well, anywhere in between. And they're not going to be and they need to know they're not going to be hounded after they hang up the phone. No. You know, like like you're buying a car. You know, I bought a car recently. I ended up buying it from the dealership that annoyed me the last, (laughs) (laughs) the least. I mean, you know, they call me, but that's, you know, you're going to call, you get your questions answered. You know, there may be some follow up, but, you know, it's not like you're going to get cold calls um, throughout. So we have a few minutes left in in your segment here, John. I want to talk just a little bit about some of these other programs. Um, that you all administer the the benefits, you know, program, the Fed VIP and stuff. Can you briefly mention that? Yes, I will try to do that very briefly. Um, we have been, um, in addition to the federal long term care insurance program, long term care partners has been offering benefits, which is the portal or the website, I should say, for enrolling in dental and vision plans. There are 10 dental, vision, 10, 10 dental plans and four vision plans. Say that seven times in a yes, row. Yes, I will. <laughs> Friday. Um, we have over 3.4 million enrollees right now. Um, and it's open season time and you get a chance to evaluate the benefits that you have and make any changes during the November 12th to December 10th open season time. And that's important because unless you have a life qualifying event, you can't change except for this open uh, season. So um, there's a lot of... Um, uh, you know, people, there's a lot of inertia out there. Only 5% of people change during the time, but we always encourage people to look at their needs because your needs do change and you may want to change some of your benefits. This year is something very exciting um, is, is happening. So tune in if you're a retired military person. If you're a retired military person and you and your family members have TRICARE Delta Dental coverage, That program will sunset at the end of this year. What does that mean for you? It means if you don't act during the open season time and you go to the dentist next year, you're not going to have coverage. What you need to do is go to tricare.benefeds.com right now and start researching your options because instead of having a choice of Delta Dental or Delta Dental, you're going to have your choice of 10 different carriers with different plans within the carrier's And you also will have an option to purchase vision and you'll have four vision plans. Now you can still get Delta Dental as part of the FedVIP program. And these are the, this is the program that I mentioned that's been around since 2006 for federal civilians and their family members will now be open to military family members, military retirees who are eligible for TRICARE. So um, this is a wonderful opportunity. Um, You have a lot of choices. Uh, I suggest that you go to tricare.benefeds.com. Look at what's available. Look at the uh, plans, the rates. Check with your dentist to see um, what what plans the dentist takes. Um, Make sure you look to make sure you're eligible. Not only for that, as well as vision, you can choose one without the other. and uh, this is uh, this is wonderful. So we're expecting to have the 800,000 people who are currently in Tricare Delta Dental to uh, 
uh, be looking at the Fed VIP got, program during open season. You got your personnel on board ramped up to, to handle to handle that surge. We are, you know, <laughs> our, always, our website is uh, robust, and we're getting our call center folks ready, and we're very excited about this opportunity. Well, that's good. I mean, one military opening up to military. I know there's a big military component that listens here on the Federal News Network retirees, so hopefully they they were paying attention. But I always get worried when I hear the sun, word sunset um, that. There's enough of the education is out there because when I'm out and about, I hear a lot of people, the one supplemental insurance they're angsting on a lot is dental sometimes, you know, so I hope that people are, are paying attention. For a good reason. Yeah, dental work yeah. is very uh, expensive and the you older get, you get, the more expensive gotta, it is. So I, I can do. speak, I can vouch for that. So. so we have to stop here for our second break and unfortunately say goodbye to Joan. Joan, thanks for your time today. We appreciate you sharing this important information with our listeners. When we come back, we'll be joined by Shane Canfield from WEPA. WEPA, as I said earlier on, is a nonprofit association formed by federal employees for federal employees. I love saying it like that, which seeks to provide access to products and services to promote health and welfare and financial well-being of its members. But first, this word from our sponsor. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. If you're a federal manager, you deal with a lot of information. Here's a tip on breaking through the noise. Join the Federal Managers Association to have a voice on Capitol Hill. And to get filtered news and information specific to managing your workforce, join the 50,000 other federal managers who already subscribe and read the free weekly e-report, fedmanager.com. I'm Todd Wells, Executive Director of the Federal Managers Association, and I approve this message. Welcome back to Fed Talk on the Federal News Network, 1500 AM. I am Tony Vernetti, and at this time, I am pleased to welcome to the show Shane Canfield, the CEO of WEPA, to talk about WEPA's life insurance policies available to federal employees and how to make sure you take advantage of the variety of options that they have available to all federal employees. Shane, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Tony. Thank you. So I'm a bit of a history nerd, so I'm going to have you um, start off by, by just giving us a little bit of history um, how, when WEPA got started, because I know it's a it goes back to it's a World War II era, you yeah. know, program that that at you know time and still you know now serves a pretty important need. So tell Absolutely. us about that. <clears throat> well, during World War II, um, the OSS was formed. And various other agencies which uh, supported our mission. <clears throat> so for me. millennials, that's the precursor to the CIA. <laughs> exactly. And um, at that time, uh, the folks that uh, there was no Fegley, um, there was no, there were no group life uh, or health programs for federal employees. So they would be traveling. These OSS and the various agencies would be traveling overseas. They couldn't get life insurance because they were in war zones. And so a group of uh, agency heads got together and said, we've got to fix this. So they formed WEPA, which was then called the War Agencies Employees Protective Association. 
<clears throat> and um, so they went to the Equitable, and uh, they, which later became a Cigna company, and um, it's it's grown just through word of mouth primarily over these many years. We're up to thirty nine thousand people in the plan, and um, uh, it it's been it's been quite successful uh, over the years. There were a number of programs like this. Many of them folded into the Fegley program in the 1950s, but us and a couple of others remained outside of that. You know, when you say it's grown, you know, over time, um, you know, by word of mouth, I mean, that's how great companies grow, right? right? right. You know, is, you know, there is a great experience, there's a great product, you know, other people are talking about it, you can, you know engage the greatest marketing minds in the world and have a greatest marketing plan, you know, in the world, you know, but it's really all about, you know, your product and probably more importantly, um, the customer service. Right. You know, I've got this great quote in my office. This is, there's, there's only one boss in every, you know, at every company, right. And it can fire everybody in the, you know, I think it's from Sam Walton, everybody, you know, in the company from the CEO on down and it's the customer. You know, but choosing to spend their, their 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 money, you know, elsewhere. So, you know, I think you know the success of Wepa over the years is a testament um, to that. Um, so, tell us a little bit, you know, kind of about your bread and butter, which is life insurance, and you know, let's do a little life insurance one hundred and one here. Yeah. So, um, uh, to to your earlier point, we do have a board of um, directors. There are thirteen. They are one hundred percent civilian feds. They're SES level. Um, serious professionals, they don't get paid for this. Uh, we have our, we're in Falls Church. We have our meetings there. <clears throat> uh, it's an exceptionally good group of people, and they are also members. <laughs> so they, uh, and their mission truly is to, to, for the benefit of feds. And mm-hmm. so the program itself is a uh, pooled group term insurance program. So <clears throat> what that means is that the people in our program uh, make up the risk pool. So uh, it's 40-ish thousand people. They pay premiums to us. We facilitate that. We collect that money. We pay claims from that money, and we pay administrative expenses for it. Mm -hmm. We do pay a small amount to New York Life. Uh, If you roll in some additional insurance programs and premium taxes, maybe 10%. Mm -hmm. They take care of filing and compliance for us because we do need an insurance company. We're not Mm self-funded. We do need an insurance company in the loop. And then uh, another interesting dynamic is for well over a decade now, our premiums are very stable and they're priced conservatively. those expenses I mentioned and claims tend to be less. You have to be careful with this. <laughs> Refunds are not guaranteed. Right. But we tend to have better experience than all those expenses combined. Right. And when we have a good year, this year we t- return 20% of anybody's annual premium back to them. Right. Premium refund. And it it's varies each year because sometimes you'll have a few more claims, sometimes a few less. <clears throat> but uh, that's pretty exciting. Well, I don't know anybody else that does this, and I've been in group insurance business right. my whole career. Right. I, you know, I, I mean, I've got life insurance policies. Nobody's giving me a check at the end of, at the end right. at the end of the premium year. But I, that would sort of, you know, underlines a point I want to emphasize. You know, when I say I like saying, you know, by federal employees for federal yeah. employees. But you talk about the board. 
um, you know, they're looking out, you know, for federal employees, the program, you know, they're there, which is, you know, it's not a corporation. There aren't shareholders, right. you know, we aren't you know, trying to pay something, you know, we're trying to, you know, run a, a, you know, there's a need to have this kind of insurance, um, you know, and we want to run it, you know, obviously efficiently, you know, and if we can give money back, if we've over, you know, I'm going to call it over, if we've overfunded, if we're sitting, you know, actuaries all say we're look good with this and we're able, you know, to give money back. I mean, that's wonderful. You're, as you said, you're not going to see that, right. um, you know, in any other program. And the other thing that's interesting is that I think should resonate with federal employees is that this is kind of, you know, narrowly tailored or at least narrowly addressed to you, the federal employee. Right. I mean, there's not a lot of independent programs out there other than obviously Fegley, which is a government sponsored one, which we'll talk about in, in, in a little bit. Yeah, this is a true group program. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> much of the in, um, insurance market is individual <clears throat> and you're buying policies from a company, but you're not part of a group. So with us, we pool you're our You're pooling your risk in that group. Right. And so you have no idea what you're getting, but, but we are only feds. Our nonprofit status requires you to attest that you're a civilian federal employee. Um, so if you uh, go to our website and you look at the application, the first question you're going to be asked is, um, are you currently a Fed? Do you have, are, uh, are you a member of WEPA? And, and that's a legal requirement that's a, that we have to cross. Just like if you were a member of a union, mm-hmm. you couldn't just go to the union's website and sign up for their discounted group mm-hmm. employer or, or an employer would be the same thing. You have to be an employee. So we have that checkbox too. Uh, but it it's something that's unique to this uh, particular nonprofit status, and you probably don't want me to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to anything you want, but we want to keep everybody away because we don't want yeah, to talk yeah, about know, nonprofit law. Yeah, but yeah. quickly, just back to the life insurance 101, and we'll get into this. Um, you know, there are people you know out there. You know, there are certain kinds of policy called term life insurance policy, universal and whole life. These are term policies we're talking about, correct? Right. This is a term. It's banded in five-year age groups. So every five years, your premiums increase. One of the, Another unique thing about this program is that it um, we appropriately price the premiums, which you can see right on our website, comparison versus Fegley. All this is public. Um, very quick slider comparisons. Um, our price... Premiums are priced appropriate to your age and the risk that's associated with that. Many of insurance programs will subsidize one age band with another. We don't do any of that. So mm-hmm. it's it's very upfront. And um, whole life plans, uh, there are some group whole life plans. We may at some point offer one. We're thinking about that for next year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but whole life plans have a cash component. This is term life is strictly a death benefit. So some people out there have the mis, um, misinformation. They think, oh, it's a group plan. So does that mean there's no medical underwriting? Right. We do have medical underwriting. Okay. And um, we are generally, except for in the older age bands, we, and you can, like I said, you can go on our website. WAPA.org. W-A-E-P-A.org. It's a very user-friendly <laughs> website. You know, I'll give it out a bunch our of times here. Our rates are typically better than Fegley, but 
Begley is the employer. So in their group, they have to take every single person in the pool. With us, we do have medical underwriting. Now, I will tell you, the medical underwriting is old school, which I, I kind of like, meaning we don't have male rates, female rates. We don't have smoker rates, non-smoker rates. We don't have substandard, standard, preferred rates. So the rates you see on our website is what you get. And we typically approve a little bit over 80% of all federal employees who apply get approved, which is a pretty high number. So is the medical underwriting simply used to rule out and end people? It it primarily comes into play with people who have you know severe problems. You know, Heart disease. If, if you've got stage four, for cancer, cancer and apply, right. we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. But it's overall, it's very liberal, mm-hmm. and you can tell by the fact that we've still got very competitive rates, and are able to, after all our expenses and claims, return money to the pre- premium on average. Again, I have to be careful with that. No guarantees, right? Um, you can see where we have a good risk pool, right? So you know, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, and, and we'll get into a Fegley comparison. That you know, Fegley, one of the reasons that it might be more expensive is everybody gets in. Right. So you're taking the goods with the bad. That's right. Um, and where you are doing some medical underwriting, you're weeding out not bad people, you know, sick. But you yeah. know, it's just you know, it's look, you've got to do what's best for the program, the group, the plan. Right. You know, so there are certain things that are just unacceptable risk you know that 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 you can't take on when you're talking about pooling you know a, a risk together to, to run a successful program um like wape we're going to stop here from word from our sponsor when we return we'll wrap up today's discussion with shane telling us more about wape's programs and efforts to support federal employees in their life insurance endeavors Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed Talk on the Federal News Network, 1500 AM. We're in our last segment of the show, and we're talking with Shane Canfield from WEPA. And we've been talking about their life insurance options for federal employees. And it is a, an, a, an option for federal employees. So a lot of federal employees out there are eligible for the Federal Employee Group Life Insurance um, Program, which is called FEGLI. Um, and may or may not know that there are other options, you know, available to them. And WEPA is certainly one of those that is specifically, you know, tailored for federal employees. So, Shay, t- tell us a little bit a bit more about kind of the differences between WEPA and Fegley. And you know, it's about the bottom bottom line with the, with with our feds who are, you know. You know, what I call the food and shelter argument, right? Just right. trying to, you know, make do, you know, why is it so much cheaper? You know, maybe you can give us some examples. Well, the, um, I, I don't want to disparage Fegley in any way. Fegley is a great program and you get ac- immediate access to it when you're, um, uh, an employee and you can also change your amounts or join into the program if you have a life event. If you're if you're married, if you're if you have a kid, if you 
you know, there are a series, and you can go on the OPM's website and see what those events are. <clears throat> they do take every single person in the risk pool, and we're not doing that. So their rates are naturally going to be a little bit higher. I will <clears throat> tell you, administratively, our costs are very low. 20% of premiums pay for all the administration um, for us and another 10 to New York Life. Overall, that's an exceptionally low expense ratio. And some of the, re- the ways we can do that is, is we, don't <clears throat> we don't have an agency system. So m- much of life insurance in this country is sold through individual agents. And almost all whole life cash value plans are sold through agents. There's nothing wrong with that. They provide a valuable service. They provide education, background. They'll look at your needs. <clears throat> but we save at least 5 to 10%. And in first-year premiums, half of your annual first-year premium, we don't pay agents. So there's one one way that we're a little bit different. Another interesting factor about Fegley is that they have an open season, but it's roughly once every 10 years or so. And that's where new entrants – let me back up. So when you first join the government, I don't know how many months it is you have to enroll. This is the same with any employer, by the way. You given an opportunity to join their their group plan, <clears throat> and um, but that window ends at a certain point, uh, and you then you have to wait for the next open season. And people and employers, including the federal government, do that for one reason: adverse selection. If this has been going on since insurance was invented by Lloyd's right. London in, in the eighteen hundreds, people if they have the opportunity, will wait, not pay anything, and then right when they need the, right. the, the insurance, then they buy. All right. This is not fair. It's not intellectual. It's not actuarially sound. It, it's, I, I've done this radio show 100 <clears throat> times with Joan, and I always say, when's the best time to buy long-term care insurance? It's the day before you need it. Right, <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, so the federal government does have open seasons. Uh, they did one in 2004. They did one in 2016. Probably a good bet. It's going to be somewhere around a decade before they Mm -hmm. do it again. One advantage that we have over that is because we're underwritten, you can apply anytime with with WEPA. And and we do actually have another small uh, thing that most people don't know much about. But if if you Within your first year of being a federal employee, you can have a guaranteed issue plan of up to $100,000. Right. Um, another distinction that we have uh, with WEPA, because we have more flexibility, right? They have a, they, I, I'm pretty sure the Fegley Group Life Plan is the largest life insurance plan in the country, mm-hmm. um, not by a little bit. Um, <clears throat> So we can be more flexible. We don't have the same kinds of restrictions. So, for example, you can buy up to $1.5 million worth of coverage. We made that change last year. We so that's the max limit, $1.5? $1.5 million. Uh, you know, we, we all, we're, we're here in the D.C. metro area. You, you know that seven fifty dollars the Begley <laughs> limit. I mean, it's a good amount. A million dollars don't buy what a million dollar used to. <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't when you're thinking about your life insurance needs. So, and what about um, family members? What are the limits for them? It, it's it's half. Okay. <clears throat> now, spouses can join as a member in their own right, uh-huh. and 
get if they're the same a federal amount. employee, if they're or... a spouse of a federal employee. Okay. And again, you have to attest to that. And we have, um, you know, I'd have to ask my my numbers fellow. He's not here right now. I believe it's six or seven thousand mm-hmm. spouses of federal employees who join in their own right. Then what that does is it moves you away from what everybody has the option for is coverage as a uh, as a um, dependent into having your own policy. Mm-hmm. And um, and we we would love, for example, to offer it to you know some of these other insurance companies. You know my 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 cousins my you know, my children, I'm, I'm a member for life. And I, you know, and they, and so if one person, for example, is in that class, like USAA does that. Okay. Right. So I was trying to avoid, that, but <laughs> I don't work for anybody, but, but, but their, you know, their tax status is not what ours are. So right. we're playing by a very narrow right. specific set of rules around 501 C9s. But that's a, so that's a good question I have. So I'm a federal employee. I, I, because what you're seeing with the new workforce, you know, I like to always make fun of my millennials, but, um, you know, they want things that are portable because they're not right. staying at jobs for 30 years in one location anymore. You know, and this is part of why we moved from the CSRS retirement plan to FERS. And we're trying to make everything more portable. Tell us, you know, how portable, you know, is, you know, can I be in the federal government? you know, for five years, get my way for policy, and then I'm going to get up um, and go work for Jones Fantastic Company. You it know, is, am I able to take yes, that with me? Yes, you are. And that that's that's a really good point. We do get um, asked that a lot, and that's unique. Um, most employer plans, like Fegley is an employer plan, a union plan, you have to be an active member, dues paying, or getting a paycheck from your employer. With us, you join, you join the pool, you pass that threshold, you say, yes, I'm a civilian federal employee, and we don't follow people around for where they work. So you right. you, you are once in, that's the, the legal requirement. But you have to be an active federal employee <laughs> to get the policy to Correct. begin with. That's exactly right. Not somebody like me who served, you know, served was in the federal government and I couldn't get it now. That's right. I'm out of the federal government. I, I wish it were different, honestly, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear you. <laughs> Um, what, so we, we talked about the differences with Fegley and sort of how, you know, and why kind of, you know, Fegley serves its purpose, an important one, but how, you know, for a lot of people, if they crunch the numbers, WAPO would be, um, far, you know, you know, far more attractive. Like, when do you get, start getting your calls from federal employees? When do they realize that? You know, aside from, you know, your marketing and trying to, you know, this radio show, trying to get information out. Is there a particular age that people are realizing it? Or does something happen at Fegley where you start getting more more calls? Well, that's a really interesting thing. We, we do advertise a lot in the fall because, as Joan had mentioned with her product, even though we don't technically have an open season, we're under it and you're going to plenty of time. People are thinking about their finances as they look at health insurance, which is often the very their largest insurance expenditure um, that that they have, and and we sort of that <laughs> is so funny you said that because as we get more sophisticated and making sure because we do have to market, we have to spend money on marketing because otherwise people don't know about us because when you become a new federal employee and you're handed all of your new employee paperwork, we're not one of those things. Right. Um, so we have to get the word out. Um, so there's two buckets of people. Uh, there's 
price shoppers, and then there are life event people. And mm-hmm. so uh, we have different, we're experimenting with different ways we craft our messaging. The whole idea is to build the book because an, as an actuarial science matter, you must keep new people coming into the plan as older people drop off and they don't need the insurance anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a, there's a, a numerical reason why we need to do this. So <clears throat> we we advertise in some cases you're going to save money cuz cuz you are. These are all the, you know, it's not smoke and mirrors, it's the real deal. And then the other one are life event people. So if they have a baby, they buy a house, they get married, they join a, sp- uh, a partner. Uh, we have tools on the website that will help you with that. And then um, we also uh, have another interesting program with Ernst & Young. I'd like to plug that for a second. Uh, if you're a member, again, member it, membership is the, the ticket to getting in. <clears throat> we have a program with Ernst & Young where they have certified financial planners who provide fee-based. Um, so it's fee-based. We're, we're paying this. Mm-hmm. You can do a full financial plan. You can talk to them about WEPA pays the fee. WEPA, WEPA pays that, and um, you know there's 180 people in in New Jersey go to their office regularly. They're all CFPs. They're not commissioned. And and just so our <laughs> listeners know, fee based, you know, is something important for you to focus on as you get your financial advice because you're not getting advice based upon what the advisor is going to make a commission on. That's right. You know, they're being paid X amount of, you know, to look at your situation and just, just give you, um, you know, you know, financial advice. Um, so I, I do just want to mention, we don't have the time to get into it. We're running out of time, but I want to mention that, um, WAPA's plan does have a chronic illness rider. It's got a little bit more bells and whistles that I want to encourage people to get on your website right. and check out. Also, the website is very user-friendly. It's WAPA.org, W-A-E-P-A.org. And you can literally just get on there, plug in your numbers, and it's got a Fegley calculator in there. You know, and, you know, and, and, you know, if you don't like to talk to people and you just want to kind of get get your numbers, you know, that's a, that's a great way to do it. Um, You know, WAPA does have a host of other educational things that they that they offer to all their members. So you should definitely check it out. So that's all the time we have for today's show. Joan and Shane, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. And thank all of you for listening. Just a reminder that Fed Talk is brought to you by the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. Have a great weekend.